So, welcome back to the third part of the program, and we've just listened to a piece of music, which is Taze piece of music, which many people will be familiar with, and it's Ubi Caritas, Where There Is Love, There Is God. And it's a piece of music just to bring us gently into the third part of this week's program, where we're going to have a small bit of a reflection on Holy Week. Now, John and myself, we've done this conversation with our listeners a number of times over the years, and we've we've approached it. We've done what each day means, what it's what people can do, the liturgies that we partake in, and and all of that kind of thing. But this year, rather than kind of rush through the week, I just kind of wanted to reflect on two or three kind of events or moments, stations, stations during the week, just for people to think about and to reflect on. So first of all. Obviously, Holy Week, the events of Holy Week, Palm Sunday, Jesus enters into Jerusalem. Monday and Tuesday, he's in the city. You have different events that occurred, including Judas, of course, agreeing to betray Christ, which, of course, happens on the Wednesday. Holy Thursday, we commemorate the Lord's celebration of the Passover and the institution of the Eucharist and the institution of the priesthood. Good Friday, of course, is, of course, always the focus is on what happened on Calvary. And Holy Saturday then is that bridging day in between the Passion on Good Friday and what awaits us on Easter morn. Now, we're not going to talk about Easter this week. This week, we're focusing on Holy Week. And John and myself have reflected on this a number of times over the year, and we've done years, and we've done Stations of the Cross and so on and so forth. But three particular things kind of jumped out at me this year when we were reflecting on Holy Week that I wanted to share with you. The first is the washing of the feet on Holy Thursday night. The second is some of Jesus' last words on the cross on Good Friday. And then for Holy Saturday, it's the reflection on the silence of the tomb. So first of all, in terms of Good Holy Thursday and the washing of the feet, it's sometimes called a mandatum. And it is... It is what's recounted in the Gospel of St. John, and we'll hear it proclaimed by the priest and read by the priest on Holy Thursday night of the Mass of the Lord's Supper. And John's Gospel is a bit unique because John's Gospel doesn't include an account of the institution of the Eucharist, the words where Jesus says, this is my body, this is my blood, do this in memory of me. Instead, what St. John presents to us is Jesus's example before table, sitting to table, of washing the disciples' feet. Very common custom in the country of the time. You would have been traveling on dusty roads. You would have come in to sit down, and the servants would have bent down to wash your feet and to give you some rest. And of course, it would have caused absolute controversy and drama when Jesus would have gone about to do this for the disciples. And that, of course, is where we have that great account where Peter says, Lord, you will not do this for me. And Jesus responds, if I do not do it for you, you can have nothing in common with me. And Peter then, as usual, exuberantly saying, well, wash my, don't just wash my feet, but you can wash my, my, my head and my hands as well. And it's, I suppose, like we get a bit caught up and we're kind of going, well, what's, what's going on here? What, what, what are we talking about here? What is Jesus doing for us? And, of course, it's the whole concept of Jesus as turning on top of itself the understanding of leadership. 
and the idea of community and what it means to be his follower. And I think reflecting on this Holy Thursday in this COVID times, I think it's a good reminder to us as a Christian community what Jesus did at the Last Supper. And he didn't just, as, as important and all as they are, break the bread, share the wine. He also washed the disciples' feet. And I think that's very much something that we need to think about and reflect upon uh, in this particular time where we are called to re renew ourselves with the COVID restrictions, for example, and looking out for each other and being conscious of the common good. Or also in the discussions that are going on, for example, about climate change and everything that's going to happen and all the rules and regulations and changes that are coming down the tracks at us in relation to that. But there's also the thing, where am I washing the feet of others? Where am I being a servant to others? What am I doing to imitate Jesus as we enter into this Holy Week? We can't all get up on the cross, necessarily, but we are each of us called to get up, pick up our cross and follow Christ. Follow him, follow his example, follow him to Calvary. But on the way, we are reminded of the Last Supper where Jesus knelt and washed the feet of the disciples. Where have you reached out to someone this, you know, in, in terms of this COVID time, this, as you go through life? Have you knocked on the door of a neighbor, picked up the phone, sent a card? Have you contacted an old friend? Have you reached out to someone who might be in difficulty, for example, in an abusive relationship? Have you given consolation to those that have died? Are we aware of our neighbours, not just those that we are happy with, but those that challenge us, be they members of the travelling community, refugees, people that we don't see as Irish, in the, and as we understand that term? Where are we reaching out and imitating the man that we call Master, our Lord and Master, who knelt on the floor to wash the feet of his disciples? And as we pause and reflect on this particular incident of Holy Week, it's something just to muse on, to think about, and to take away with you on this Sunday morning. The second thing, I suppose, which I thought and reflected on as we were thinking about Holy Week is very much the great devotion for Good Friday and the focus on Jesus' seven last words from the cross. And in particular, there are two sets that I want to reflect on this morning. The first one we will actually hear this Sunday in the Passion Gospel as it's accounted. And it's that great exclamation that Jesus makes. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And in the world we look around us today, how many of us would sometimes not feel that we need to cry out for those words? That we know people who sometimes feel that they have been abandoned. Abandoned by God, abandoned by church, abandoned by state, abandoned by community, abandoned by family. But I suppose the reminder to us is God hasn't abandoned them. God hasn't abandoned us and that's what we need to remind ourselves and think about. That's what Holy Week shares with us. That's what Holy Week tells us. That God has become human with us. He has entered into our lives. He has entered into our existence. Right up to the fact that he died on the cross for each and every one of us. 
we are not alone. We are not abandoned by God. We may journey like Christ's journey on a Via Dolorosa. We might feel that this is a journey that we are carrying our cross on our own. But we must remind ourselves that in the depths of despair, in the darkness that surrounds us, that we are not alone. That we have someone who has walked and suffered and is comforting us and is there to embrace us if we only open our hearts to him. The second expression that I would like to reflect on, Jesus reflecting on the, Jesus' last words from the cross, is that great expression, I thirst. The Missionaries of Charity, which Mother Teresa founded, it is one of the key words that they have, and it's the word, I thirst, is written on the walls of their chapel as a focus for their meditations. And I'd just like to read a short bit of a reflection on that expression and it links as well back to the previous one, Eli, Eli, Lamech, Sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And God's response could almost be, I know you through and through. I know everything about you. The very hairs of your head I have numbered. Nothing in your life is unimportant to me. I have followed you through the years and I have always loved you, even in your wanderings. I know every one of your problems, I know your need and your worries, and yes, I know all your sins. But I tell you again that I love you, not for what you have been or haven't done. I love you for you, for the beauty and dignity my Father gave you by creating you in his own image. It is a dignity you have often forgotten, a beauty you have tarnished by sin. But I love you as you are, and I have shed my blood to win you back. If you only ask me with faith, my grace will touch all that needs changing in your life, and I will give you the strength to free yourself from sin and all its destructive power. I thirst for you. Yes, that is the only way to even to begin to describe my love for you. I thirst for you. I thirst to love and to be loved by you. That is how precious you are to me. Come to me and fill your heart and heal your wounds. Powerful words, I think you'll agree, to reflect on as reflecting on those seven last words of Christ from the cross. And then finally, the third stasio, the third moment which I wanted to think about and reflect on this week is Holy Saturday. It's the day that kind of gets overlooked. It's the day in between the, what happens on Good Friday, the drama of Good Friday, and the exuberance of what happens on Easter Sunday. But it's a bridging day, and it's an important day, particularly for us who, are, who call ourselves in particular Roman Catholics, because we profess Jesus descended to the dead. He died, he went into Hades, and he walked with those who had gone before but could not see the beatific vision. But for us that are here today, what does that mean on this Holy Saturday? It's a reminder to us that the Holy Saturday day is a pause. I, in, in, in the work that I do, I sometimes come across the expression, the pause of Coca-Cola, the, the, the break, the time out. And Holy Saturday is very much like that. But it's also a reminder to us that it is a focus on the tomb. Christ has entered into death. 
He sits in the grave, something where we all too will sit. And just as he enters into that fully to, you know, to show and demonstrate to us that he is one of us as well as being truly divine. Lips move, the vapors hovers in the winter air. I cannot hear. Heads nod, head, hands clasp. One or two will kiss. I nod, clasp, kiss, react. A voice inside will not be still. Is that all then? Is that all? This bud and flowering of my womb, this light and lilt of every day, now clay, stilled, distilled to memory, a face fast fading, blocked and barred behind a rolling stone. I defy you, death, to tilt your sting of lo at love and life, and memories of bread break, cup shared, hearts fast bonded by the blood. The ebbing of our day on this cold shore is balanced by our flow beyond this time. Deliver me from endings, Lord, from nearly filling life and spaces, neatly filling life and loves, apportioning to each a span. Deliver me from burying alive a brother, sister, tombed by my despair. And so as we draw to the end of this week's program, myself and John want to wish you a holy, blessed, peaceful, and safe Holy Week as we enter into the Passion of our Lord and look forward to the celebrations of Easter's morn, Sunday week. For myself and John, as we close out with this final piece of music, the, uh, the Rugged Cross, keep safe and talk to you next week. God bless for now. Bye-bye now. On a hill far away Stood an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and shame and I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And Oh, the old rugged cross 
so despised by the world has a wondrous attraction for me for the dear lamb of god left his glory above to bear it to dark calvary so i'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last i lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown.